Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. And Noelle, good morning. Good morning. So we've been talking about this a lot, and it's also an important topic to keep talking about so that all of the people who are coaches and who are becoming coaches right now have a lens on where the industry is going, what's happening, and can start to imagine how they pitch and promote themselves to get yeah. into these industries that are just, you know, trillion-dollar industries. Yeah, and you know what this reminds me of is… Um, just because it's uh, what's happening at Lumia is uh, our retreat for our community yeah. and uh, the networking that happens there, the uh, building of relationships, the partnerships, like all the stuff that happens uh, from communities. Oh my God. It, yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's, I think that point of like what happens when people gather in community is really central to the underlying um, meat and potatoes of these trends. They're not mm -hmm. coming out of thin air. They're not based on advertising campaigns. They're based on the lived experience of humans in a post-pandemic landscape where yeah. everybody's fucked up. <laughs> yes. Straight up. Yes. Like, everybody, yeah. is, everybody is struggling right now. This has mm. been like the summer of divorce. People are insecure financially. Yeah, I don't like inflation and yeah. Oh my God. Every parent I know has gone crazy with like germs and sickness this past summer. And so, you know, the whole world is just kind of like, where, who moved my cheese? I heard from somewhere or someone that uh, they're calling this a silent depression. Ooh. And I was like, oh, and like, no one's really kind of talking about it, but it is kind of equivalent. It's like the modern day depression. And I was like, I could kind of feel that energy around me. I mean, I have, I have people who, you know, uh, I have friends who can't pay rent. And then, like you said, I have a lot of friends going through um, breakups and life transitions and also a lot of parents struggling big time. Yes. No, <laughs> myself included. Yes. Yes. You know, like all of us. And, and so, you know, okay, let's do the before and after, you know, where were we before we were in a hyper capitalist market? What does that mm -hmm. mean? Advertising was solo focused. It was like me time, feel mm -hmm. good, mm -hmm. like, you know, self care, do you yeah. boo. And that's Great, but wait, what day, what era? What would you say, like, what uh, this was, as far as 80s, or you're talking no, about 2000s? I'm talking about like 20 early 2019. Okay, just before, got like it, got just it. before yeah. the pandemic, yeah. it was like you know, glitter lotions and potions yeah. and unicorn here, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and then and then everything kind of went went bonkers. And the, the consumer base, and when we say consumer base, we're talking about everyday humans, me, you, our neighbors, our friends, our family, people we love, began to suffer. And there was this great seeking for purpose. You know, what makes a relationship a good one? We're all trapped in the house together. What makes family dynamics healthy? What makes a career satisfying? What makes spirituality something that actually, you know, anchors me in my life? And so this shift 
came in response to real-time, real-world suffering. And in this conversation, we also can't ignore what's happening collectively environmentally. Like, both hurricanes in Los Angeles. Hello. Yeah, fires. You know, fires. Like, right. there, there's a lot of, um, of, of grief taking place right now. And so this is a weird sentence and it's, it's a weird sentence for me to be saying, given my, you know, perspective on, on capitalism, but we're seeing the market's response right mm. now. We're mm -hmm. seeing market respond to which the- is, Which is you're saying is just the cost of living. You're talking about inflation. Are you talking about high interest rates? What do you mean by market's response? The market's response to the overwhelming loneliness and pain that most humans are experiencing in some facet of their lives right now. What do you see as that response? Really specifically, we're, we're seeing, you know, group everything. Mm. Group everything. Come together. Um, mm. Come together for really specifically social programming. Spaces and places and programming that bring people together with intention and provide um, rules of engagement for how you're going to behave within that space. Mm -hmm. Because people do better when they have rules. People do better when they have rules of engagement. I think what we're seeing now, in a really interesting kind of looking historically, when I think about my own life, when I was little on Sundays, we went to church. Mm -hmm. It's what we did every Sunday. It was always a big yeah. fight. It never wanted to get dressed up. There were crumb buns in the morning. We went to church. People sang the same songs. We saw the same yeah. people, you know, yeah. talked outside. And, and that was the way it, it went. But that's not really taking place too much right now. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the religious, civic, organizational strongholds that used to serve society have disintegrated ever since you know bowling alone was published i think in 2009 like where we've seen the disintegration of our civic and civil society and another weird thing happened that i don't know how to 100 percent contextualize but if we're looking at where public trust moved to public mm -hmm. trust moved away from government away from religion and it's now in the space of brands like people expect yeah like yeah. ceos of companies like me to to fix things and i'm like okay it's a lot of pressure everyone you know first of all um and i think that that's where we're seeing the wellness market step up actually and providing the types of companies, organizations, communities, places, and spaces where people are able to grab hold of um, intangible aspects of health that only come from connection to others. How do you think the um, the hockey sticking of tech? So um, you know, obviously, uh, uh, internet, social media, mm -hmm. uh, now AI. Um, how does all of that, uh, you think impact or, 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 or how is that, how does that, uh, affect what you're talking about as far as market? I mean, definitely with yeah. brands, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the invention of quote unquote, uh, the influencer and the stuff that we're doing on social media have, has, uh, cemented the, the importance of brands. Mm -hmm. It has. And it's, you know, it's, 
it's kind of like a two-way mirror, right? So, you know, all of this stuff, tech impacts the way that we engage with and interface with our world. Mm -hmm. So we, we basically now live in two worlds, um, yeah. digital and real. Um, <laughs> so I want to pause right there and let that soak in. Uh, when Noel said that, uh, we're, that we live in two dimensions, I really felt it in my bones because, um, yeah, I feel like, because uh, I'm, I'm online so much, I feel like there's a digital part of my life that is a big part of my life. And then there is, you know, me running around with my child and, and wrestling. There's my personal life. Um, and I, I don't know. It's just uh, that's the norm now. <laughs> and I don't know how that contributes to community, isolation, all of this stuff. Um, in a way, I feel connected more to the world. And at the same time, I feel more lonely. Uh, yeah, I, I and I, I think it's I think it's causing um, dysphoria. Mm. I think it's causing dysphoria for folks because the the way that we connect has been so scattered, right? And yeah. so where where the community centers, the community thresholds used to you know you you have your life, you expand out into community, you come together. It was understood. Um, now things are so dispersed i'm in mm -hmm. philadelphia you're in los angeles we get together once a week we do this podcast you know like we have a personal relationship and i'm so glad that we had those years together to really know each other so that this has the experience of being 3d real life but that's not true of most of the relationships that we form online yeah most relationships uh, now are formed through like a dm or social media and then a zoom it's like the meeting people in person uh now comes at the end <laughs> yeah. or, or it doesn't come at all or or it doesn't come at all and so i, I think this is a, a great you know intersection to when i'm talking about the market's response you know what we're seeing um so i have a case study for us mm -hmm. and as we're looking at the case study because this is a life coaching podcast, what I'd like to do is really invite everyone to be thinking about this and saying, okay, we're coaches. At what parts of this market response can we actually do our part? Where can we intersect? And then how do we do it from a business perspective? So mm -hmm. I'm going to lay it out. Um, this came from Well2Do. They put out a newsletter on the intersection of business and wellness. It's a really good one. Mm -hmm. And they wrote a piece about how wellness clubs, social clubs specifically for wellness, are catering to parents and kids. And so this is being heralded as a new wellness experience, right? So here we have Little Houses, it's a group out of the UK, mm -hmm. and they've opened a second family lifestyle club in London's Parsons Green area. Sounds very fancy. Wow. Yeah. What so, is a lifestyle club? What is, what is, it, what is, it, is it building a community, an in-person community? Is that what's happening? It is. So yeah. the new location, it's called Jesse's House. Mm -hmm. And it, it's going to enjoy, join an existing club, like an existing social club, which is usually mm -hmm. like a gym, a restaurant, offices, kind of exclusive rooms where you can go and do your thing, right? And mm -hmm. be private away, like Soho Club, stuff like that. Um, so with the backing of a UK-based leisure and lifestyle investor, they're planning multiple new venues like this where yeah. health-conscious families can work, exercise, 
socialize and play. Oh, right. Right. So you're a coach work, exercise, socialize and play. Where do you fit in to this enterprise? Mm -hmm. What do you think out of the gate? What are your first thoughts? So you're John Kim. You want to be a part of this as a provider. What can you do? I want to be a part of it as a provider and also as a uh, participant. But really, uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Um, I can go in through uh, many doors. So for me, I would say uh, lifestyle design. I would say um, dating relationships. I would say um, fitness. I would say you know mindset. So all of those kind of doors into. Uh, those are kind of some of the, uh, you know, a lot of group work. Those are kind of the services I I could see myself um, offering there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if I'm thinking, okay, people are going there to work, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a pretty seasoned entrepreneur. Uh, I, I love business. I love helping people figure out work-life balance. I love helping people out, figure out purpose within their work, how to, how to organize their workflow and like keep themselves as part of it. I could see myself really filling in the work part of the day and being like a coach on demand for somebody Mm -hmm. who actually needs to come and sit and and noodle through a strategic problem in real time with very diverse businesses that people are working on all sorts of different things. So when you ask like, what's the intersection of like technology and real life right now, this is it. You have a whole bunch of people at a social mm-hmm. club who mm-hmm. all have different businesses and they're all going to the same place with their kids and their partners. Yeah. And everybody needs support at work. And then we have exercise, right? So these are all of our wellness warriors, you know, personal training, nutrition, fitness. Um, and then even around socializing and playing, one of our coaches, her name is Lee. She's a creativity coach. And she said that she has one of the most challenging aspects of her job is convincing adults that they're allowed to play with paint, even Mm. if they're not good at it. Right. But the whole point is to actually enjoy yourself. And I think that that concept of actually enjoying yourself is where people are disconnected from themselves due to the projection of social media. Paint, Paint rooms instead of boardrooms. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. So, you know, we teed it out. We can, we kind of identified, okay, how can, how can coaches work in this arena? Um, and then we'll tell you what's actually inside. So this is what's being marketed. Um, while children engage in mental and physical activities. So the kids are going to be engaged mm-hmm. cinema, outdoor and indoor play areas. The parents can focus on work and wellness from fitness classes to spa treatments to physiotherapy. The space also offers healthy meals, co-working lounges and educational social events. Yeah. You almost basically spend uh, the entire day there. And then of course, if they have activity for the kids, you know, I, I I think this is so needed, and I don't know how um, you know what price. I don't know how expensive this is at uh, Jesse's house, but um, I think this is so needed right now. Just uh, mm-hmm. hey, in LA, John's house, come over. Right. I got an ice plunge. I got rowing machines. Right, uh, we're gonna have conversations. 
Right. Absolutely. Um, my, I mean, my guess is that it's insanely expensive. And so, mm. you know, here we're looking at, well, how do we do this in a way that's actually scalable for, for yeah. everyday folks who are struggling? Like a single mom who's got two yeah. kids and, and has nothing like this, right? You know, and she's just in survival mode. Hundred percent. Like she's not yeah. going to Jesse's house, right? I'm not going to Jesse's house. <laughs> yeah, like, no. let's like this is like yeah. not. You know, yeah. I I walk down the street to the coffee house in in right, Philly. Right, like that's right. how it goes. But yeah. um, you know, and this is a great example of why the vertical of wellness real estate is the fastest growing vertical in wellness because this is where the money's going. Mm. And so, you know, following the money, following the trends, following the market response, this is where coaches have a chance to look around and say, how can I create? How can I recreate? How can I pitch myself? How can I market myself into these institutions or create grassroots models that are accessible for people in my community? Yeah. If I, I had this, uh, uh, I would say 15 years ago um, when I was coming out of my clinical world, um, I posted a, a, a photo on Tumblr at the time, and it was kind of a coffee shop garage. And I imagine a space where, uh, kind of like this, where people can work, play, um, educate themselves. And it was set in a very casual, you know, there's motorcycles outside and fitness. And um, and also like even dating and love, you know, so yeah. it's like it, it's all encompassing. So you kind of go there um, to be a better human, also engage with other people and peeling, you know, this whole idea of a treatment center, which which has stigma to it. And I remember uh, seeing something like like this and, uh, you know, 14 years ago. So so kind of like uh, noticing now it kind of happening in the world is really interesting, exciting. It it is. And, and so that the, you know, even listening to you right now. So like what John just described is like a beautiful freaking image for a pitch deck. Right. And then what's missing where Noel's brain goes is okay. Programming yeah. practitioners, mm -hmm. teachers, trainers, mm -hmm. like what does this look like from a scheduling perspective? Sure, if we're saying yeah. like, you're, you're going to go work on your relationships, you know, what does that look like? in real time? Is it a group of people where you have a relationship coach zoom in for confidentiality? You know, is it a place where there's like I described my imagining for Jesse's house of having like an actual strategic coach on staff for people yeah. who are co-working and need to, to, to noodle through problems or even in the wellness space, you know, you, you pick your head up, you know, you have to exercise. What would it be like, because you know how, what a psycho I am with work. If I was in Jesse's place and all of a sudden a trainer rolled down the hall was like, Noel, you got to go work out now, you know, yeah, like accountability, that, accountability. It would change my life to yeah. have somebody be like, it's time for your workout. Close the laptop. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, you know, this is where this is where we're going. And my prediction alongside the prediction of all of the trends is that social wellness centers will ultimately mm. trump fitness focused spaces, period. Ooh, yeah. Period. Or, or, or fitness spaces will start converting or adding, you know, uh, things like programming, uh, coaches, life coaches, that kind of stuff. So there's they have that. to. Yeah. They have to. And, and this is where everybody's missing the boat. So you were asking, you know, well, what's the difference between real life and, and virtual life? There's no anchor. There's no anchor for the virtual spaces, for the DMs, for AI, because it, yeah. it creates such a false sense of identity. But if there were a way to basically merge that omnichannel approach, which is digital and real life mm -hmm. 
in one space where you have your gadgets, you have, you know, your integrated um, health, you have your integrated, like you can work with a therapist online from your social club because there's a private room and then go back to your boardroom meeting that that there there needs to be and will be an integration of all of these pieces i say in the next five years we're really going to start to see it i love it i think it's great i think it's exciting um i think it it, uh, pulls us out of our houses our heads you know the bubbles and gets us back into community and life and, and engaging with other humans. And then what happens is the digital life, the digital stuff, I think is just as important, but it becomes more of a tool instead of your actual life. Exactly. Exactly. And and there's a, a secondary aspect to this trend, which I think is really cool that involves um, nature and getting mm-hmm. outside. So it's mm-hmm. actually bridging beyond the social places towards frozen rivers, um, skating, swimming, hiking, yeah. hot springs forest paths so there's so we're seeing this like i don't know it's it's almost like it's it's contracting and then expanding out and contracting Mm -hmm. and it's expanding out and i think we're going to keep seeing both of those things happen until the right elements are are able to fall into place well that's good news it is i feel like that means that the pendulum is swinging back um i i think uh that's great that's exciting and also especially for coaches um, just more opportunities. Let's let's actually take off our coaching hats and mm-hmm. and and give advice because we've been at this for a long time. And yep. you and I both know how to build businesses. We both know how to build practices, and that's one of the things that's really scary for most people. Yeah. So if we're saying full stop, this is where our space, this is where our where the body where we're going to do our work is headed. What advice would you give folks? sitting here saying, well, how the hell do I get involved? They're, they're already happening. So I would say um, get on the ground floor. I would say contact uh, uh, these these places, ask what they're looking for, um, talk to other coaches. I would say think about what programming would look like for you. Uh, it doesn't just have to be an individual session. So yeah. just yeah. run the up. Yeah, go play. Absolutely. So um, so. Getting really specific, if I were in London, I would get hold of the hiring manager at Jesse's place mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, I've been a CEO for you know almost a decade. I'm a PCC level coach. Have you thought about bringing in a strategic lead to right. support your people in co working and actually get like a little you know pitch deck together and start yeah. firing that out to every single social club, every yeah. single co working space, yeah. and see where you get traction." If I um, were to pick my head up and look around my immediate environment in Philadelphia and the way that I like to work at a lower price point, um, I would start talking to the people who are in charge of programming at the Y mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, one of my areas of specialization is relationships, healthy mm-hmm. relationships, nonviolent communication. Is there a universe in which I could run groups for the attendees at the Y to be able to relationship better? and see if I could get traction in that space. And oftentimes, engagement in those types of groups does lead to individual clients, private practices, online classes. And so Mm -hmm. your first entry point gives you enough information to tell you where you can go. Hit up your gym. Ask if you could start a life group. 
on Sundays, yeah. you know? Yes. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what it's coming down to is having conversations with people and getting brave and being able to talk about what it is that you do, which for me is one of the reasons why Lumia is such a valuable coach training program because yes, you are absolutely learning how to coach, but because we put such a heavy emphasis on your story is your gold, owning your voice and talking about your niche early on in the program, we're giving people the tools that they need to learn how to use their voice and leverage it in this way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not All easy. To stuff. Do. Yeah. And uh, if you're listening and you're curious about coaching, hopefully this was uh, inspirational and encouraging um, because yeah, it just, it just keeps uh, um, opportunities keep growing uh, in this field in general. So that's, that's a, that's a, a really positive thing. Yes, it okay. is. Awesome. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, um, to Jesse's place we go. Yeah, see you at Jesse's house. <laughs> Soon. All right. All right. Be well. Be well. Yep. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a bold community to do it with. Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it. <laughs>